Welcome to Arts North, your community connection for everything art in Northern BC. I'm Michael Cast, and I have a I have a fine young artist here in the in the studio. Uh, oh, by the way, thank you to CFIS FM for uh, letting me use the studios. I made a deal with them if I do a po- if I can do the podcast in their studios, then I'll handle their podcast for the radio. So, welcome, t- um, Joseph Cunningham. Thank you, Michael. Thank How you very you? much for having me here. Fantastic. Yeah? Good. Um, so what's happening? Well, you know, I'm getting ready to go on this long excursion, this year-long trip with my partner. And not only are we going to, you know, grow together, but really it's about my practice, more or less. I want to learn a lot of their ancient rituals and their ancient beliefs, pre-colonial beliefs, is what I'm really interested in. where? Specifically, Central and South America. More or less, we're going to be going to, right now, Colombia, for sure, for six months. But I'd like to spend at least a month or so in Peru. We have friends there, so I think that would be a good venue to try out. But also, we're going to be spending at least six months going through Mexico and all of Central America. Nice. Nice. I can't wait. You know, the I uh, I just finished an interview on with the Arts North video part of this whole deal that I'm doing. I don't even just sort of evolved into this thing with Donna Morrison. She's going to Durango, Mexico after her after her um her residency is done here. She's got a show in Durango, and she might do a little residency in Durango, Mexico. Fantastic. That's what I love to hear, and I feel like that's part of why I want to go, too, because I want to interact with other artists who think differently, who've been brought up differently, who use different materials, who see the world in a different way. And I've already kind of started talking to a couple artists down there and a couple different style artists too so i get to kind of explore with their genres and Mm -hmm. their mediums well your style is what particularly painting most of the time it's painting Uh, abstract right mostly more or less yeah Yeah. and then i do use some figurative i do like to take uh like real concepts and real tangible ideas and things and then transfer them into these abstract forms because Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of the things that we feel, emotions, we can label them, but they are quite abstract. Yeah. Well, we were talking about labels earlier before the show. We were talking we're... about great segue. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> we were talking about the show on was it in was it on Netflix or was it on I think it was on YouTube, and it was called Turning the Art World Inside Out, and it was about outsider art. And I just, like, I don't get it. I understand the concept of if you need to create, you need to create. There's nothing that's going to stop you no matter where you are. And it talks about these people that are in, um, I don't know, what I get, institutions. We'll, we'll use that word, institutions, right? And, and how they created. So, but what is, like, and I don't know. What is it? That's exactly it. What I, is outsider art? I think at one point, every artist feels like an outsider. They yeah. feel like they're not connecting or like they're, you know what I mean? They're just missing it. But I think we all kind of go through that. Well, I think especially abstract artists because absolutely. the whole, I, I don't want to, I don't want to call the art loving public ignorant, but they are just, they may perhaps don't understand. Well, you know what? I had once met a great individual who instead of calling them like ignorant or lacking of, she had just chose, for better terms, a civilian. 
And I think that that's fantastic because mm-hmm. like to some regards, I'm a civilian, you know, you put me in a, I don't know, maybe like a, a military platform. I would be rather uncomfortable and out of my element. Yeah, I think yeah. that's how a lot of people feel with art, especially like you said, abstract art, because yeah. we feel like we're supposed to always know what's going on. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't know what's going on, whether I'm doing art or not. You know what? Neither do I. And I wouldn't be making the art if I knew exactly where it was going to go. What's the fun in that? That's true. Like I I was, I think one of the pieces I posted is like, I didn't know, I didn't know where, I didn't know what it was when I was starting, but I know what it meant at the end. Absolutely. You grow with it and it grows with you. Yeah. Yeah. We're collaborating. We're supposed to be collaborating, but I don't have, I haven't really done much. Goodness. Tell me about it, Michael. I have wanted to harass you. But Melissa's told me to just keep it cool. Keep oh, no. It cool. <laughs> Go ahead and harass me because sometimes, sometimes for me, I work better under pressure. And Ugh. so looking at something and I keep looking at it because I have it sitting there and mm-hmm. I put stuff on it and I've scraped stuff off that glass and I put stuff on and I've scraped stuff off and I'm just not happy with what I've been laying down, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it happens. It's a part of the progress. It's a part of the process. I feel like I'm there a lot of the time and then I kind of leave it. How do you work, actually, if you don't mind me asking you? Oh, how do Like, I how work? do you work? Do you work for a long period of time and then kind of break it up? Or? No, I usually, well, it depends. It, it depends. So, for instance, um, the show that I had in Quinell, you came down to yep. show that that came down to that the opening which i'm grateful for fantastic by the way like anybody who has the time if it is still open please no i actually went down last saturday oh goodness yeah but uh they'll it'll be at uh, because i did i did accept the residency for amanika arts for november congratulations michael i'm looking forward to that but uh no how i work is i would just um oh geez it all depends like there's no i don't have a a set. I don't have a set. It's like suddenly I'll just go and do. And then I'm like, uh, I don't know. And then I'll step away. But I'll work in short bursts. Or, or for instance, this this show, for the show, I had to do, I figured about nine pieces or eight pieces in 10 days. Mm. So I was like up in the morning, boom, in the studio, go to work, come home. Hey, love you. I'm downstairs in the you like that. Studio. You need that, though. Like yeah. you said, you want that pressure. Yeah. So that's what. Yeah. I don't know. How do you? How do you? What I, do, what's your approach? You know what? I'm similar. I can. Jasper Johns, as an artist, I really adore him. I really, really enjoy his work. And I think he said it best is that he is so in. I'm never doing art, yet I'm always doing art. I stop. Yeah. To go, you know, have a tea for 15 minutes and maybe go out for a smoke or a walk or walk the dog or something and then come back. And I'm, my life is so intertwined with the art. I couldn't, they're so blended. I couldn't see the difference. So it's like every morning I get up and I will spend the next 15 minutes, half an hour before I do anything, just sketching, Mm -hmm. just kind of like getting whatever it is I have in there out and it's then like, I can yeah, kind of it's go. like a journal for you then. Yeah, really similar yeah. to a journal, except yeah. for it's not like a sketchbook. It's like I work on prescribed illustrations that I've began. Yeah. Like I know the outcome that I want to have. It's just I have this kind of these things floating around per se. And I feel like when I'm illustrating, I can just let it go without worrying so much like a painting. I really fret over how fantastic I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My paintings, I have a concept. I start, I start with the concept. An idea. Generally, it never ends up 
as there, there's a few rare occasions where it does. Most seldom. of the time, <laughs> yeah, seldom, I'm the same. Very seldom. <laughs> um, and then it comes up with something. Wow, right? better, right? Uh, it's almost like you needed that spark to, pro- or at least I feel like sometimes I needed that spark to provoke me. Yeah, that's a good word. And then I'm really to like ready to set my teeth in once I get a taste for what it is. Yeah. Have you ever reached a point where you have a certain style? I was using this, or I guess it's not a style, but a technique. I was using a technique and I suddenly lost it. Like I can't, I can't get this technique Almost like amnesia, hey? Yeah. (laughs) I have never had that happen, although I often like to try to forget about all of the technique and everything that I learned and try to get down to the, the heart of what I'm trying to express. I try to let my materials do the work mm-hmm. more subconsciously, like let my intuition kind of take play and try to forget them. Mm-hmm. Michael, I would like to forget some of them sometimes. So maybe yeah. I could have what would feel like a more freeing uh, experience sometimes. Do you got any shows coming up? I don't. Well, what I'm planning right now is I have been talking to an artist in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and she's been she just finished her master's, and she wants to do a show. And she said she's had like the utmost difficulty trying to get a show and trying to get traction. And I said like we all feel like that at one point. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, should I get do this? Should I do that? And I said like, listen, what do you actually want to do? And she's like, I want to do art. And I'm like, okay, I can make a spot on my floor before we move out and you can come stay at my place and we will just bang out a show. And yeah. her her art is really different from mine. And that's why I like doing it. I, I get scared of um, being regular and like doing the same thing all the time. I feel like my art's not growing. I feel like I'm not growing. I'm not challenging it. I'm mm-hmm. not pushing it. So I'm really interested in getting to work with her. She does a lot of performance pieces. Oh, really? Yeah, performance pieces with some photography. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting because I love doing photography. And if you're doing performance pieces, that's more or less what I ask of my models when I do photography to get into a role or a yeah, setting. Yeah, I saw some. You had you posted. Some, oh, you posted in the um, models and photographers. Facebook group I think you were looking for for models and we talked about that I think that's yeah. that how we met we, it, we it met was. at Mills in the art department it but was. we t- we started talking about photography and models and how difficult it was to get models it is super because taxing because there's this yeah there's this sort of I think the creepy photographers have spoiled it for the rest, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the rest of They've us. They've kind right? of brought in that stigma of like oh they're all pervs weirdos yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, we, uh, oh, Theater Northwest, maybe in a venue that she, uh, a new could, uh, explore as far as putting on a performance show. Ah, uh, that would be great. Yeah. Right? I would talk to Marnie Hamagami or, um, John Riley. Beautiful. Beautiful. And, uh, like, I'll give you a little explanation of her last show. So what she did was she put her found objects, and by found objects, these are just ready-mates, things that we have in Mm -hmm. life that are always around us, and they're her specific objects. She laid them on the floor in three different piles, and for eight minutes, she lied on each individual one in sets. And as she stands up, you see that 
her objects are imprinted on her. Mm -hmm. And then you start thinking about that on so many levels. Like she's imprinted into her objects, yet her objects are imprinted into her. Yet the whole thing is impermanent. Like those marks will leave her and she's impermanent. And so is the subject matter. Like, and then she loves the beauty that there is no tangible asset that she can sell after that. You have to be there to experience it, which I'm like, I really am starting to like that because as I look more and more into South America and these tribes and these cultures and so on, a lot of ritual becomes really important. And the actual physical act of what you're doing is almost more important than the outcome. Mm-hmm. So I'm really starting to kind of like coalesce and every all of this has kind of started brewing at the same time. So yeah, I feel like that's kind of the next thing coming in particular. Maybe has she, is she open to having anything like video? Yeah, I think she wants me to video. I think she wants me to document it. And I think she wants to work outside of what she's comfortable with as well. Nice. So if she's so invested in maybe her body, maybe she'd be willing to do like body painting and then have me work on the canvas after and then have her go back and like. My next, you said body painting, my next, I've been trying to find artists. I Well, I have found some models that are, that are open to it, but uh, black, uh, black light and day glow body paint and makeup. That would be so cool. So I'm, if I can get studio space, then I'll oh. and I'll be doing that. Yeah. There's so many possibilities. Yeah, like yeah. pictures within pictures. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. Um, I've been looking at that for a couple of years, so it's one of those things that just sits and brews, like you say, it just sits there, fermenting. It comes back and it hits me. It says, "Why haven't you done this?" And I'm like, "Ah, you know, put it off." And I my pra- my practice is really similar. I tried explaining to a fellow artist that what I do often is I will try to leave my studio, leave my practice behind and everything that's really important to me because sometimes I feel a little like claustrophobic. I'm caught in all of my ideas and all of these things that I want to do, but I can never find, you know, the time or the resources. So if I leave, those things that need me at that particular moment just seem to find me. Right on. And then I kind of work from there. I got to take a short break and then we'll come back with uh, Joseph Cunningham on Arts North. Okay, we're back with Arts North and uh, had to take a short break and do a little bit of radio stuff that I promised. We're at the CFIS studios here in Prince George. I have Joseph Cunningham with me. We're talking a little bit about art, what's going on, what he's doing, and I don't know, just stuff, right? And during that break, uh, he mentioned, who did you mention? I mentioned Jerry Salt and Roberta Smith. And they and so you mentioned something about Jerry Saltz that I really liked. The, what he says, it's very simple. Yeah, art's super simple. And for him, it's like whether you like it or you don't. It's that easy. Right? And so all that extraneous bullshit is just, exactly. just that, right? It's exactly. Whatever you take from it, you take from it. Yeah. Like it's super subjective. He even went as far in this interview as saying, you know what I mean? We look at the Renaissance as the pinnacle of art in you know high society western culture Mm -hmm. and then he had he said something that really clicked for me he said 85 percent of the art made in the renaissance is shit and then i was like oh my gosh 85 percent of everything is shit and i was like but that 15 percent is so subjective to everybody yeah so it doesn't matter you have to make content like 
your art is going to be bad. It is. It will be bad. I absolutely guarantee To you. somebody. Yeah. But then other people are going to absolutely yeah. love it. It's going to change their life. So you have to do it. That's what I keep telling myself. There are pieces that I absolutely, ugh, ugh, is all I can say. But then somebody sees it and they love it and I don't know where they're coming from. I don't even know how that was provoked out of me and came out of me in the yeah, first place. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, the same thing. I'm like, oh, you know, that piece is not one of my favorites. But somebody will come along and say, wow, man, I really dig that. You know, like, that's really good. And I'm like, how do I, how do I, you know what? I'm just going to be humble here and I'm just going to say thank you. Yeah, are you pumping my tires? Like, yeah. that's exactly <laughs> it, right? Um, the, I watched a, I watched a series on the Baroque period. Uh, pretty loud, pretty gold gilded yeah. and big. And Very theatrical. Yeah. Right? But everything's embellished. Everything's luxurious. But the ceilings that some of these cats did was just unbelievable. The flat ceiling and the perspective that they painted on it, it was just it, like it pulls you up, up, the, up. It's right? so funny that you yeah. mentioned that. Because I have always had this dream that one day I will hire another artist who is, you know, fantastic with perspective. That is their job to paint clouds on the ceiling and then to for me to kind of create some sort of molding that I would like to put around the ceiling, some crowning oh, yeah. or something or other. But I've always loved the idea of, like you said, having that ceiling that just seems to vault into space, grow yeah, and, and it just so so it, it's <clears throat> when when I looked at the, this one cathedral or this one, I was uh, was it a cathedral? I think it was. And it was done by a monk. He painted something, and 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 the the head of the the order at that particular place was like, "Hey, you know, that was pretty good. Would you consider?" And <clears throat> if I can find it, I'll I'll have to send you an image because it's because I was looking at it even on even on my little tablet. I was watching this documentary and i was like i was like i could just go into that forever. you're floored it was a flat yeah ceiling, right it's a flat ceiling but it seemed like the walls just went up and up and up and it went into the sky and it was just fantastic i'm not much for religious iconography and religious stuff but this was mind-blowing well you know what like i say that too but then i look at art history and i look what we came from we've always been you know creating these icons whether it's a, a male idol figure or a female fertility figure like it we've always been creating these idols mm -hmm. and using them just in different contexts just in different niches if yeah. you will for everybody right because everybody feels different about it but like you said there's so many gods look at the etruscans the etruscans used to love and i'm sure that other other ancient civilizations as well painting on their walls as though their house continued as though the walls continued into other spaces and opened up into gardens mm -hmm. and little mm -hmm. villas and i think that that's absolutely that's is Pictures within pictures, which is what I feel like I'm going through right now in my head with these illustrations. Okay. I'm developing pictures within pictures. Kind of brings me to the Baroque because it is so over the top. Yeah. I'll show you these illustrations, Michael. They're really energetic and all over the place. Yeah, I love confined. that. And so you're going to show them to me. You're going to show them to me on Instagram? I can show them to you on Instagram. And you've Absolutely. got an Instagram. What's your Instagram? I do have Instagram at Z E underscore being Z being. So what's the Z E for? Uh, I, 
honestly, I think that I was hooting one day with my friends, and I think one of I was telling them about like just being, like physically being a person, and how that is meaning more than where you come from or what you identify with, just physically being. Mm-hmm. And then they had just kind of elapsed into Z being, and then I just rolled with it, and I kind of liked it. And just went with Z being. <clears throat> One of the sayings I hear from a lot of uh, a lot of uh, people that I know, acquaintances, uh, we become human doings instead of human beings. Right? Yeah, you kind of get the blinders, right? Yeah, yeah. And Focused on something, a, an agenda. Like you have all these things that you have to do, and they're all in front of you, and you feel like you have to hurdle them all. But sometimes, then you just kind of let those fall and focus on your center or what I consider my center. That's why I do that illustration every morning because I kind of find myself mm-hmm. in the middle and then work out from there. You were the artist in residence for Amanika Arts for which month? Was it May? It, or I think June? it was. I think it was May. May. Yeah. How did you find that? I absolutely loved it. Amanika was a fantastic venue to work at. There were fantastic artists and individuals that I met from the from the creative field that were all so enthusiastic about art and creativity and helping each other and supporting that network. I highly recommend to anybody in Prince George, whether an established artist or an emerging artist, to really go and, and engage yourself with that community. Fantastic hmm. group of individuals. I uh, I remember when they first opened up over on third. I think it was third in the little space there. Now that space is so much bigger, and it looks like was when I came in to talk to you that day, and then I was in and uh, um, oh, his last name's Paquette, the 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 carver, the carver, yeah, yeah, beautiful totem pole, he's fantastic, on. yeah, and that space that they have there, I was like, ah, oh. amazing. I talked to, I talked to Jennifer. Jennifer was saying, do you want us to remove the pieces? So I'm November. I'm like, no, do you want us to remove the pieces when we have bands and stuff? I'm like, no. Why would I do that? I don't care. Like, it's okay. It'll be be all right. The pieces will do what they're going to do, and people will interact with them how they're going to interact with them. And I think mostly people that go and see bands or whatever are respectful Absolutely. of whatever's on I the I totally wall. agree. Yeah. I totally agree. And if agree. they trash it, they trash it. I mean, well, <laughs> you know what they do? That's the thing. People want to do a studio visit. They come to my studio and they see how I treat this stuff and they're a little appalled. And I said, well, I deal with this shit all day. Trust me, it's really pissing me off by now. <laughs> yeah. You just got to experience it. I've been working for six months on this painting and we seem to go nowhere. This conversation's yeah. restless. Oh, I just, yeah, I, I have one hanging in a different part of my studio and I and I don't see it every day, but I remember it there. <laughs> so I walk in the room and I look at it and I look at it and I'm like, is this done? Is it not done? Is it, I just want to gesso over, gessoing mm-hmm. for people that may not know. It's just putting a coat of whitewash over it and starting over. And I know because I've started over with that piece like, I don't know, four times already. And I'm just angry with it. Yeah. So I could just use that anger and go. Absolutely, yeah. Just kind of like yeah. get into a trance <laughs> and let it take you. Yeah. But I, I totally agree. I have those paintings that I just hold on. It's like a masterpiece waiting to come to fruition. It just needs time to age like a good wine. It's got to mm-hmm. grow. And I feel like I have to grow before some of these paintings can get to where they need to be sometimes. I was talking to I was talking to my muse, my wife, my partner. I call her my muse. So when I heard you say your muse was was uh, um, 
Where is she? She's at work. She's at work. When you said to you met Sandra uh, just before we started the just before we started the um, the podcast here, and uh, you, you referred to her as your muse, but. Um, I said to her, I said, you know, I want to try these new techniques. So I'm going to try these new techniques. So I go down and I buy cheap canvas and I'm going to just work on something. Mm -hmm. My biggest fear is I will do something that, be that turns out amazing and it's on a piece of crappy canvas. So <laughs> I'm just, because <laughs> I think I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a pretentious prick that way. You like the, <laughs> I the, want, the, it has to be on a perfect on canvas. On a perfect canvas. <laughs> you know what? I used to feel that way too. I started looking into Robert Rauschenberg. And I'm a bit of a a bit of a picker, I guess. And I like I'll ask Melissa to stop driving so I can pick up something I see in the ditch, mm -hmm. so I can take it home and use it in art. And I have started painting on obscure things. Uh, my mom does construction, and they had just recently renovated a house for some people, mm -hmm. and they got rid of their wooden countertops. And I had just seen them and there's a couple little drill marks and I literally flipped it over and it's like a brand new piece of wood so I painted on the back of it and nobody would know nobody would know nobody would have any idea I got a door for you I would go I'm I saving up doors that. please yeah. I have four doors already I need some more I've got it's a it was a sliding pocket door amazing and I'll just one, one day I'll just bring it up bring it over perfect where, where is your studio my studio is just south of town yeah. and it's actually on a uh, construction site like they do construction there and the awesome part for me with working in that particular venue is that they have a lot of waste a lot of excess from oh, their building yeah, supplies yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I use it I'll use the wood to make structures for obscure things that I'm doing in the yard like some of the art that I do is temporary and it's more or less just to feel good mm -hmm. like I like grooming some of the plants out there because I can see more birds and see more things going on and yeah. get to enjoy that. But yeah, just south of town, just past the, the scented shell there, right okay. across from yeah. the RV place. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. I uh, was watching, you were talking about uh, earlier about, um, we're just so, we're immersed in art. As artists, I, I, we see something everywhere. I was uh, watching, um, I love the Bauhaus mm. design you know, Form polis function, yeah. right? Form polis function, uh, and and um, I was I was they were they they're all over the world, and for those people that don't know, it's a school of design. Basically, I, that's the simple form. Mm -hmm. That and I'll leave it at that. This artist was saying, you know, I just ride the bus. Sometimes I just ride the bus, and I'll see something, or I'll go into. He designs chairs, so he would go into secondhand stores. And for me, it's the same thing. I don't know if for you, it's it's like I I can go anywhere, and suddenly, I have to have my notebook because I have to write that. And now I carry a notebook. And yes, me too. I gotta write that down, right? I get giddy that, over little color, things, right? Yeah. <laughs> what is that shape? What is that? That shape, that color, the way the light hit it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. The yeah. feel. I would, when I was talking or telling you about that other artist, I had mentioned to her that I wanted to do a show based on like our stimulations mm -hmm. so imagine you go to a table and you know all of us can hear us talking they can't see us but you can imagine reaching your hand under that table and feeling I don't know maybe screws or nails that have been punched through the bottom instead of gum or something you know what I mean oh yeah and then yeah. maybe instead of lying on a mattress we take out the springs and we fill it with plastic bottles and then you hear it every time you move and it's more about the auditory stimulus mm -hmm. and about that that 
kind of anxiety or that tension that it gives you. When are you leaving? I'm leaving October 22nd, oh. and I'm gone for one year, a full yeah. year. There is a there is a young fellow, and I and I try I reached out to him. I uh, I uh I was introduced to him through I can't and I can't remember his name so I apologize for that. Uh, where uh, through Theater Northwest and it's really so a lot of conceptual art and experimental. So I guess that would you would call outsider Absolutely. art, right? There we go. We're honing in on it. Yeah. And it, but I don't, you know, I can't like but you is said it? this is glass box these little boxes, right? And I can't it's either art or it isn't. Yeah. And right? especially in the art world for yeah. people who aren't so uh, immediately invested in the art world. The art world loves putting things in glass boxes. By that, I mean us, like as artists, our art, the ways we think, the ideas, and labels. They love labeling us. Like, oh, you're an abstract artist, or you're a conceptual artist, yeah. or you're an outsider artist. Yeah. Like, whatever that may be. There was a guy that, and and the, the the greatest line was, "Well, what does it feel like to be an outside artist?" And he goes, "I, I, I don't know. What does it feel like to be an inside artist?" <laughs> yes, that's exactly <laughs> it. Am I missing out on something? You know? Is it what is it? And uh, and I think it's just we're driven to do. We're just driven to do art. We're driven to create. And it's not uh, based on somebody else's preconceived notions. Maybe that's what insider art is. Insider art is the art that collectors want. Because they think that the next generation is going to want it. Maybe that's yeah. what insider art is. Yeah, you know, but I mean, I think uh, good business artists. I, I I'd like to think of myself as one. Is I use so I use my inside art to fund my outsider art. Perfect. Right. So my insider art is the one that generates the income, and the outsider art generally. Well, I have a bunch of it in my basement. <laughs> right? Hold, holding on to it for a retrospective. Sure. There we yeah, go. Yeah, there we go. We'll use that. Yeah, we got to think stick with that. There we got to think yeah. ahead, right? Yeah. Um, what else was I? There was a few other questions I had, and I I, I can't remember. Them. We can always do this again. But uh, this is the second uh, episode of the Arts North podcast, part of the uh, Arts North uh, media family. We do uh, some video. Maybe we can do a video before you go. Oh, you know what I would like to do when <laughs> when you come back. That would be fantastic. I would love to do absolutely so um, pieces that you created down in South America, absolutely, and uh, and some and and the influence and how much influence it had on you. Is it, it is it influencing you already? Absolutely, and you know what? It's such a strange thing because, like, I feel like the universe only gives you what you ask for. You want good things, they come your way. Oh yeah. You want bad things, they come your way. You want good things, bad things are still going to come your way, mm-hmm. and so are the good. Like, but you just need to keep having the right mentality about it um for some reason i don't know why but i it, i had just woke up one morning and told melissa i need to go to oaxaca go to where oaxaca okay did i know where that was at that moment in time absolutely not i had no idea mm-hmm. i woke up and i told her we have to go to oaxaca i need to go to oaxaca it's a place in Mexico. And then I start looking into it. Apparently, it's the most indigenous place in Mexico where they have, they speak the most native tongues. Like prior to learning Spanish, they actually have some of their traditional heritage. Oh, nice. And then I just kind of found out little things kind of here and there about their gastronomy and about how they think. And I'm like, that's where I want to go because I feel like I need to connect to something uh, a little more deeper 
a little more spiritual. And I'm mm-hmm. not, like you said, I'm not so much a spiritual person either. But this thing is calling me to go down there. So mm-hmm. I have to go to Oaxaca and then I have to continue. And I've just been like researching. I've been seeing things that are popping up on my feed or like all over the place, books. Mm-hmm. A b- you know what I mean? A book's yeah. not, not yeah. listening to me like a Google ad and then sending me things about that. It just has to be there. The universe has to set things into play. I think they. I think things are put in our way. Like some. Like some. I believe. I am spiritual. I, I maybe I should quantify that prior statement of, I'm not religious, but I am spiritual. I believe there's something out there, man, and I don't know what it is, but it works for me. Yeah. Uh, and and that thing that the universe will call it puts stuff and and if it has to the universe will like 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 smack me upside the it'll head it'll put obstacles right yeah like you need to pay attention to this always yeah yeah lynette lynette lafontaine who was the um artist in residence with me my co-artist in residence we she would say if if that thing keeps coming back you have to make it because if you don't it'll go and it's gone forever absolutely All right so if you don't go to oaxaca and find out what's there. Uh, I'll never know. I'll never know. I, I tell me about it. That's yeah. literally how I feel. Like, I feel absolutely compelled. She's like, well, how long do you want to stay? I was like, we have to stay as long as it takes. Like, we're booking for a month, but we have two months exclusively in Mexico. The mm-hmm. other month we can go abroad and, you know. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I have to be there for something. I don't know what it is. But I, w- I, I think you should go down and see if you can find Donna Morrison in Durango. <laughs> I think that would be That cool. would be fantastic. To see another Prince George artist. Please. And how they're... I can hook you guys up. If, if you don't mind, that would be yeah. absolutely lovely. Yeah. She may be over at the studio, which is next door. She may be at the studio right now. And take a little meander after. And so maybe we will take a meander. We're going we're gonna to close it up here. I want to thank Joseph for uh, popping in and taking some time out of his creative day to have a chat with me and uh we'll uh, certainly try and hook up well we'll see each other before but i want to do an interview or a podcast or something on the the, the uh, i think we can video. do a podcast while i'm traveling abroad I, we would totally be able to do that i have a microphone i have all this i think we can make that happen michael that would be cool a little halfway and then a little timbit at the end kind of you know the yeah. icing on the cake. Let's let's work on that. Absolutely. All right, uh, Joseph. Thank you so much again. Uh, I'm you. Michael Cast for Arch North. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, I don't know. I got another one coming up. I don't know when it's going to be. I don't know who it's going to be. It could be Sandra. I think I got Sean Farrell coming up. We want to keep everyone in the north. See, Arch North just isn't Prince George. It just isn't Northern BC, but North in uh, it could be anywhere in Canada. Yeah, the Great White North. Great White North. Thanks for listening. I'm Michael Cass for Arts North. <laughs>